Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, welcome to Horse Hour. I'm Amy Stevenson, and today I'm talking to leading Australian eventer Sam Griffiths, and he's joined by his groom, Imogen Mercer. They've literally just landed back from Rio, where they won Team Bronze. They did incredibly well, and Sam came fourth individually. This is Horse Hour. welcoming royalty today from all the way from australia although the secret is he is based in the uk sam griffiths how are you uh so i'm very well thank you and thank you for having me on your program it is like royalty fourth <laughs> you came fourth at rio that's just absolutely incredible and won a team bronze i mean what was that like for you listen it was great because you know we'd spent um you know pretty much four years heading towards rio so it's always been our goal for a long time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have other events along the way, but but this was a major goal. So then to go out and to go really well, you know, I, I couldn't have been pleased, couldn't have been happier. Um, you know, to come individually fourth, I, you know, although that's sort of the place you don't want to be, but I was still really pleased with that. Um, you know, my horse was a star and she couldn't have tried any harder. So, um, yeah, it was a great, great thrill. So how long have you had the horse? Let's just say what's um, – I don't know how to pronounce her name. Paul Ank Brocker? Brocker, yeah. So the, the Brocker part, although it's an unusual name, she's, she's an Irish mare. The, the Brocker is uh, – the base of the mountain that she was born at was called the Brocker. So so that's how she gets her, her Brocker part of her name. We just know her as Brocks. Hmm. And um, so I've had a – I think she, I think I've had her eight years now, so it's been um, I've had quite a partnership with her, and she's just a star. She, she's one of those horses that what brings her to the fore is how hard she tries. So uh, she like, like she's just a real star. And um, where did you get her? Did you breed her? I was actually sent her by the the people that had bred her. There's Frank and Paula Cullen from uh, from Ireland, and for, for some reason I, I think it must have been fate that um, they decided to send her to me. At first, that was primarily to get her out to the Young Horse World Championships, which was an event in France of which she did well at. And then I've had her since then. So, um, yeah, mm. yeah. And is she the sort of horse that you would keep no matter what? So even if her career came to an end, is she your forever horse? I think so. Yeah, I've been really lucky. I've had some really great horses in my time, and you know, over my career. But she's perhaps done more than um, any other horse has for me. And yeah, she's such a star. She's such a lovely horse to have around. She can get a little bit grumpy every now and again. <laughs> Typical but, woman. Uh, 
yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but she, um, but you know, she's she's really good to to do everything with, and and like I said, her, you know, she's plenty of talent, but her real talent is how hard she tries for me. And you've got Imogen Mercer sat next to you, who is your groom. Um, first of all, congratulations on being nominated last year, you nominated for the FEI Groom, and you came fourth. You obviously work really closely with Brooker. Do you have a good relationship with her too? Yeah, yeah, I think you have to have a good relationship with the horses, otherwise um, it wouldn't be a particularly enjoyable job. Hmm. But yeah, like Sam said, she can get a little bit grouchy, but primarily she's a lovely horse to work with. And how did you and Sam meet? So I've been working for Sam for five years now. So I came straight out of school to a job as a working pupil and then went from working pupil to her girl and been here wow. ever since. Oh my gosh. So do you have a team of people underneath you now? Yeah, yeah, I do. We tend to change sort of on a yearly to two yearly basis. We've been quite lucky with our staff. Um, but we have four or five members of staff who work at home so that we can, Sam can ride, I can be her girl and they mm-hmm. keep everything going on underneath us. And, and as a head girl then, what do you have to do? What are your responsibilities? So sort of day-to-day management of the horses, organising the vets, the farriers, the physios, sort of organisation of the staff, the days off, getting things ready for the competitions. So it sort of goes on really. But so basically, so that- basically she keeps the place running. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. means, Sam, you can concentrate then on riding and you don't have to worry about the extra bits. Well, well that is the idea. Um, <laughs> And I have to say, um, Imo does a great job, so I, I can really focus on the riding. But, you know, the amount of things that go on behind the scenes, um, I'm sure the people that aren't that familiar with the horse business would, would be amazed at how much goes on behind the scenes. There's an incredible amount of paperwork and that sort of thing that goes on. So, mm. But, you know, Imogen does a great job just keeping everything running for us on a, a d- day-to-day basis. And, and also, I mean, she sort of neglects to say that her, her main role is really looking after the welfare of the horses and um, she looks after them beautifully. And the horses she looks after are treated better than most people in a five-star <laughs> hotel. So, um, yeah, she, she does a great job with that. And, and also the team that works with her, uh, you know, their attention to details, fantastic. Imo, did you get, do you mind if I call you Imo? I'm not Australian, so I don't feel like I can say that. It's just that for an English person to say it sounds really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I tend to get called, so that's fine. <laughs> okay, so did you go to Rio too? Yeah, yeah, so I did go, so... And is it your first time going to the Olympics? Yeah, my first Olympics, so... Were, were you scared? Were you nervous? Um, no, not really, because we're quite lucky within the Australian setup. We've got two pretty amazing team vets, and they look after us, and then also everybody involved within Team Australia made the whole thing so simple, so smooth. So we literally just had to look after the horses. We had nothing else to worry about. So all of that daunt was completely taken out. We didn't have to, you know, the team vet looked after them on the flight, in the transportation. All of that was all sorted out for us as grooms. So you didn't you didn't have to go on the flight with the horses and you didn't either, Sam. You flew out separately? Yeah, our team vet flew out with them, which is probably the best thing that could have happened. He is fantastic and looks after the horses really well. So oh. we're going that he could fly out with them. So, yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. And so the relief when they arrived then, you must have been like, oh, my gosh, thank God they're all okay. They haven't hurt themselves. They're not sick. <laughs> yeah, no, they travelled really well, didn't they? Yeah, really, really well. So. Is this the longest distance that they've ever flown? Because it was, what, 12 hours? Um, yeah, for this horse, yeah. I mean, she's done some big events, so he's got quite used to travelling around in the horse box. But, you know, it was a big journey for her. All the horses flew out of Stansted, and we would be probably four or five hours away from Stansted, so they had to get driven across there and 
then wait to be loaded. And, um, you know, so it was a specialised sort of cargo flight. So there was, I think there's nine other team horses on, on there. So there's a lot of horses on the flight. And just, you know, it just takes a long time for them to load and then, then the 12-hour flight and then unloading. So it becomes, when you start adding it all up, it becomes a really big journey for them. And so um, when the horses arrived, though, we just gave them a really easy day or two before we started, you know, our normal training again. Well, the security must have been insane. I mean, talk about precious cargo. How many uh, millions of pounds have you got on that aeroplane? And on top of that, they are part of the family, aren't they? Yeah, the the, the rigmarole, I mean, Imad will tell you more about what we had to do, particularly getting all our equipment into Rio. Mm. Everything had to be labelled down to the nth degree. And so poor Imo was left with that job of trying to work out, work all that out. And so, you know, logistically that took a lot of effort, but... um, you know, it was just a thrill that they the horses travelled so well and travelled back really well too and, and they've come out of the event, you know, as good as we could have hoped. Oh, amazing. And did your wife, did Lucy get to go with you to Rio or did she have to stay home and look after the children? Yeah, unfortunately she didn't get to come out. Rio, I, I think, you know, the price of accommodation was was almost prohibitive out there when we looked into getting accommodation for her and then with two small children at home that we decided mm. against it. And and also these days with, with modern coverage, you know, television coverage and internet coverage, she you know, probably see more of it from home than, than the event. So and then um, you know, we still stayed in close contact. We phoned each other after each phase and everything like that. So um, I'd have loved to have gone, but just the way things turned out, it just didn't quite work together out there. She must be just immensely proud of you. Like she must just want to shout it to the rooftops. <laughs> yeah, she's really proud, but she also reminds me I have to do the children. So I've been doing baths and bed recently for the kids. So that that sort of brings you back down to earth, but. You know, it's, it's a big, t- you know, we've hopefully sort of come across it as a big team effort here. So, yeah, so she was really proud. But also, you know, the staff that helped me look after all the other horses whilst they're away and, um, and of course, Imo and, and our trainers and people we use. It's just one big team effort to get a result. So, um, yeah, no, just really proud. And does Lucy ride too? She does a bit, yeah. She used to compete to quite a high level herself. But now with two small children, that sort of, Put things on a back burner a bit but she does also do a bit of training on my horses at home which is really helpful and so yeah she has a really good understanding of, of the horses and the pressures that go with it yeah so because that's good because it's kind of good that she's not competing to a high level now because otherwise there would be this whole competition between you two of you and and it's i think it's always good you need that support around oh really <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah she uh she can be pretty competitive my wife too. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think um, for a healthy relationship, it's, it's probably quite good. I have, do know a couple of other couples that compete against each other, and, and that can put a strain on their relationship. But, but yeah, no, it's good that she's, she uh, still has that understanding of what you go through as a competitor and the, the pressures you're under. Mm. So what happens to the medal then? Where is it? Who's got it? Who gets to keep it? I'm afraid I don't have it with me at the <gasps> moment. Um, we popped that into our office and, and the medal's in the house. Yeah, it's in the house and we get to keep it. Sorry, I get to keep it. But it's certainly been passed around a lot. And, um, you know, the thing that amazes everyone is how heavy it is. It's, it's a real sort of piece of gear. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, uh, you know, there's been quite a few photos of, of people taken wearing it. So, um, you know, like I say, it's a big team effort here. And so, um, yeah, we've all had a good look at it. Because your son, Ollie, what's he, is he two and a half now? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, sorry, three, he's three and a half now. Three and a half. So I imagine him when he's six going into school and doing, you know, a show and tell and taking in the. 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bronze medal saying, my daddy won this. <laughs> Yeah, um, he goes to a local preschool and I've already been asked, can I go in and do a little presentation to the preschool? Although I'm not sure a lot of them will understand it, but um, (laughs) yeah, I think there'll be a bit of that going on in the future. Amazing. So, well, that Rio's done now. It's almost quite sad that it's over. Um, obviously, you can just spend the rest of your life now saying how amazing it was. What is your plan for like moving forward? Because it's, it's almost like a bit of a come down, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a bit tricky because, you know, like I said, I've spent probably four years trying to aim at Rio and to go well at Rio. And so once you've sort of done that goal, you know, it's hard to sort of pick yourself up. But having said that, I've got Burley this coming next this week this coming week, mm-hmm. uh, and that's you know one of the major events on the calendar. I've got a very good horse there, um, an old campaigner of mine, Happy Times. So just trying to really put my focus into that, and then then there are a few other sort of big events towards the end of this year. 
So, so there's still plenty to do. And then, then on the on the bigger scale of things, you know, there's Tokyo in four years' time, but obviously that's a lot can happen between now and then. But um, yeah, just really trying to focus on a on our next big event, you know, and Burley's. Burley really is one of the major events on the calendar. And so how have you been preparing happy times then? If, if you guys have been away, who's been training him? So like I said, I've got some really good guys that have looked after the place uh, whilst I've been away. And so they've been taking care of that. Uh, my wife, Lucy, has been riding him a bit. And I've, I've got a, another girl that's been taking him out galloping for me. So, yeah, it's been um, yeah, a lot of work's gone on whilst we've been um, over in Brazil. And does Brock have a rest? So does she get a bit of time off now? Yeah, so she'll. I'll give her a good break now. So she she did badminton earlier in the year, and now she's just done Rio. So I'll just give her a really good break, let her get over all her travelling, and then I'll probably look to get her back in sort of um, November, December time, and then start to look at something like badminton again for her. Oh wow! So Imogen, you're not going to get a holiday, I'm afraid. This is it. <laughs> non-stop for you so i'm quite fortunate i do get quite a good holiday each year so i'm quite lucky i tend to have a bit of time off november december time oh, so this is on holiday it's quite nice and quiet so we each sort of get a good break so no don't go without a holiday <laughs> <laughs> and do you get to do you have like apprenticeships do you get to bring staff on and grooms on and you help train them into how to be a really good groom uh, we don't really do apprenticeships as such, but, um, you know, we have people that sort of come in and I guess, yeah, they do train alongside Sam and I. So some of them come to ride, some of them come to be grooms, but it varies. It's a shame. There's not probably not enough people coming on through. Hmm. There's a lot of hard work and you do get a few odd, you know, you do get we're quite lucky here. We have a good team and they stick with it, but there aren't really enough people that do stick with it, which is a shame. I wonder why that is. I wonder why they don't. Is it because it is such hard work? Yeah, I think it is. I think eventing as a sport is very hard work. When we were out in Rio, we were stable next to our Australian show jumpers and um, the two grooms there, they turned to me and another groom and said, God, we would never do your job. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I think it, as a sport, it's very hard work. It's three disciplines. It's, you know, three, it's long three-day events and things like that. But, you know, do you, the core people that you get coming through, you really, really want to hold on to, you know, they're ones to keep. So, yeah, you do get ones coming through. And Sam, do you have a favourite discipline out of the three? Because I, eventing as a whole, obviously, is exciting because you've got the dress side, the show jumping and the cross country. But there must be a little bit of a favourite somewhere. Yeah, I, I think the favourite bit's the cross country part of it. Although just before you go to the cross country, we probably wouldn't say that. But, um, yeah, I think that's why we do it is, you know, it's such an adrenaline buzz doing the cross country and such a challenge. And if you can go well around it, then um, a great thrill. I think, you know, if, if it was the other phases, the dressage or the show jumping would have probably just be a straight dressage ride or a straight show jumper. So I think, I think, I think it's a cross country that, um, gets all us crazy people into events. You must have like some sort of massive adrenaline rush. Are you adrenaline junkie? I guess a bit. <laughs> you, you do get a big adrenaline rush and yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Like, but like I said, sometimes just before I go to the cross country, I'll tell you I don't enjoy it. <laughs> but I think that can be the pressure because, you know, cross country can be quite tough and demanding and, and dangerous at times. So there's always that nerve, but. But on the, on the plus side, when things go well, there's perhaps no better feeling. I think the bonus for me of what came out of Rio is the horse welfare and is how everybody looked after their horses. That, you know, that was 
came first. And I think we in the industry have always known that for a really long time. You know, you're looking after your horses across the cross country. You're making sure that they're not, uh, you're pacing them, making sure they're not tired, they're not too hot. Is there anything particularly important about cross country that you guys have to work on to make sure that the horses are safe and okay? Well, uh, I mean, Rio, the facilities were really good. As Imogen will testify, they had very really good cooling fans and sort of misters and so um, horses are quite different to like a human athlete. So when they finish an event, we want to really sort of cool them down, mm. get their body temperatures down, whereas, whereas a human athlete, you wouldn't do that. So a lot of work goes in after the event. But I'm sure Imogen will tell you that leading up to the event to keep the horses in peak condition, you know, it t- takes, takes a lot of work. And so, so, for example, after every training session, just like like a rugby player or something, Imogen will ice the horses and if there's any, you know, see if there's any niggles or anything. So a lot of care goes in behind the scenes. It's amazing. You're sponsored by Saracen Horse Feeds. Yes, we are. And Saracen have been amazing for us. So one thing that's a bit of a concern for us is that sometimes you can get a positive drug test from innocuous things that get into horse feeds and rogue things that get into horse feed. But Saracen were particularly meticulous and so they tested all our feed for any banned substances prior to going. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you can get what's called uh, NOPs, the naturally occurring prohibited substances that sometimes can make their way into the feed. And, and so Saracen did everything they could that there weren't any banned substances in our feed and so we, they, they made a special batches just for the Olympics. So, so Saracen were, were, were fantastic like that. And I, I don't, to my knowledge, I don't think any other companies went that far. And Saracen had a few riders out of the game. So, and we weren't just the only ones they did it for, but, you know, they really did go the extra mile for us. So how important is it to you to have sponsors that are as supportive as Saracen? Oh, oh, really important because, you know, we need to have our horses as, as, as good or athletes as we can. And Saracen have, have really helped us develop dietary programs for, for the horses and, and, and particularly given us um, specialist advice on things like how to feed them when they're traveling and what to do. So, you know, Imo and I were really proud how our horse looked. We, we, we felt she looked the best in the best condition, but, but mm-hmm. part of that has to go to Saracens for, for the advice they've given us. So funny. On another note, I was talking to Lucinda Fredericks and while the Olympics was going on and we were doing updates and she was like, go Sam, go Sam. He needs to be the winner because <laughs> obviously she's Australian as well as you. So she was totally back in your corner. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been, I've been on teams with Lucinda and she's a really nice girl and um, a great competitor too. So. So, yeah, it's always really good to have support from someone like her. So what can we expect from Burley then? That's the next big one. Happy times. You've won badminton on him before? Oh, uh, no, I've won it on, on Pauline Brocker, but uh, yeah. happy times has come third at Burley before. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to win it, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, listen, if I run in the top three, I'd be over the moon with that. So, uh, so he's in good form. He's getting on a bit, so this will probably be his last one at that at the four-star level. But, you know, I'll still keep competing, but perhaps not quite at, at, at such tough events. So um, I'd love him to be able to go out on a great note. So, um, so fingers crossed. We'll be rooting for you. It's so lovely to meet you both. Thank you. And Imogen, hats off to you because you guys don't get enough credit for what you do. So, and, and we're just thrilled for you, Sam. We're so excited and excited about what the next year holds for you as well. Could be 
lots of interviews, lots of TV shows. We should probably mention your Twitter and your Facebook so that people can follow you. Our Facebook is just Griffiths Eventing Team. Twitter is Griffiths underscore Sam. It's all on our website. I know that much, so... It's lovely to meet you. Thank you so much. Good luck at Burley. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, the Olympics may be over, but the Paralympics are just about to get started. So you can hear an interview with Bert Sheffield, who's a Canadian para-equestrian team member, and she's going to be heading over to Rio next week. She says, if you can dream it, you can do it when you believe it. And it is so true. Now, if you have a bit of spare time, maybe on your lunch break, why not head over to our website, horsehour.co.uk. There's a whole bunch of information and education on our education hub. There's advice on laminitis. If you're struggling with your horse at the moment, you're worried about their weight or their nutrition, then there's some advice for you from B&W Equine Vets, as well as all the previous episodes of Horse Hour. So if you missed anything, you can catch up on our website. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Amy Stevenson one Horse Hour's at Horse Hour. And I uh, hope you have a good week and I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern, by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Horse Hour.